This is To The Point. A Rhino Experience. Voted one of the top home services marketing and operations podcasts. Cutting through the bullshit and getting to the point. What is going down to the point, listeners? It is December. Do you remember the something someday of December? Uh, yeah, it's December. We've got a great podcast today. Let me tell you, I'm super excited because sitting straight across from me is a fellow rhino who's been with us nearly 11 years. I've just seen him grow up in here. His little rhino horn just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Wait a second. Wait, yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, I have got our now CXO, if you don't know what that means, it is Chief Experience Officer of Rhino Strategic Solutions, my man, Mr. Mike Benitez. Mike, bro, we've been waiting for this moment. I've been waiting for this moment for all my life. Say it. I don't know the words. Oh, my gosh. I know Everybody that's listening to this right now that knows that song just said, hold on. <laughs> Mike, you did it. You made it to the podcast. It's official like a referee whistle. Yeah, man, feels like it just came up from the minor leagues. I'm in big league stuff now. No, let's 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 not get ahead of ourselves, okay? Like, let's, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, tis the season, but not that much of a season. So, but hey, listen, a little fun fact about Mike. Yeah, he's been with us for uh, you know 11 years, been in Rhino a long time, and literally started from the bottom. Now we're here, and uh, man, that'd have been a great clip, Dad. Now that I think about it, um, but literally started on the call listening and reporting team, and I'm going to get into that story. But a little fun fact about my man Mike over here across from me is in season one of the To The Point Home Services podcast, our intro was actually some music from you from back in the day. Way back in the day. And it sounded a little something like this. Hello, friends, and welcome to To The Point the home services podcast that focuses on marketing and operational solutions to help you get better. Because if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. Now, let's cut, cut to, to the, the bullshit, bullshit and get to the, to the point. Dude, how long ago was it that you actually, do you remember, can you remember that long ago? Would have been 10 to 12 years. Wow, dude. We use that, and it was solid. So everybody who's listening to the To The Point podcast remembers that. They were just taken back to pre-COVID. <laughs> so sorry if I just took you back there. I apologize. Damn. Off to a bad start. But you know what? Something that I think is always uplifting is, like, before I even met you, like, and you became a rhino, and you tell through your story about getting shot, which I can't wait to tell that story. You tell that story. Oh, we're going to take you back to that spot. I mean, my homeboy Mike's got street cred. got shot twice. So we'll talk about that real quick before we get into it. But I could still picture it now, man. I don't remember if it was like X-Fest or something like that too, but I have all the bands are playing, all the big bands are playing. I mean, this place is packed. And it's all kind of good alternative music, hard rock music. And um, and somebody recognizes Mike. I'm walking with them. I just get introduced. I have these extra tickets. What the hell concert was that? It might have been Ozfest. It could have been Ozfest. I don't know. But they recognized Mike. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> and, and and so Mike is actually talented in many. And he's not just a whiz at being a phenomenal human being and a great digital marketer. But man, this dude's got some pipes too. 
I think it sounds a little something like this. You remember those days, Mike? Oh, man, it's a good thing I got a beard hiding how red I am. <laughs> that was pretty good. What do you think, Zach? That's the first time you heard that? That was amazing. <laughs> Dude, God says, you know I couldn't get, you know I couldn't let that go. Oh, that yeah. That had to happen. <laughs> I usually make people go and search for it, but. Man. Nah, now all you got to do is just go and look for We Own the Sky. <laughs> we Own the Sky, and you'll hear more of Mike Benitez, so. I know he gets embarrassed by it, but honestly, it actually sounds pretty good. So, um, somebody recognized you, so you had some shit, cool shit going. But also, more importantly, dude, is this guy was my wingman. When we did our little Masogi, our Rhino Masogi, which is the little experience that we give to all employees, including myself, Mike found this combat, this fighter pilot combat training that you could actually do. You literally go to like a classroom session for an hour, hour and a half or something like that, learn a bunch of shit. They cram it in and, you, and they somehow think you're going to go out and fly a plane and, and, and go to aerial combat against one another. But that's legit how it goes down. <laughs> oh man, I was cracking up. He's like teaching us all this stuff and I'm sitting here going, dude, slow down. I'm still trying to figure out how we're going to fly this plane <laughs> and you're trying to teach me how I'm going to go to combat. You know, like, dude, ha- like yeah. Yeah. By the way, we've never flown planes before. So I was just getting it a little bit faster than you were. So we do air to air combat, but you're my wingman. Literally. Call sign <laughs> Stampede. Call side Stampede. I'm call side Rhino. Go figure. So that was a good time. That was probably one of the coolest moments ever in my entire life. Yeah. But for some of those that might have uh, heard of Mike before or seen Mike speak, he was at Service World Expo. I guess it would have been probably about a month or so back at this point, And he did a, a a great session there. I know he had a packed house at his breakout because I was getting text messages from people right and left about how good it was. So awesome. Thank you. And then um, you will have just finished RoofCon for any of our um, roofing or solar or anybody in that world that had saw Mike do a breakout and he was on the uh, marketing panel there as well. So, but now he's on to the point podcast. So now you're going to have at least 10,000 people that are going to hear your voice and hear a little bit of we own the sky. Aren't you excited about yeah, that? Man. Privilege is all mine. But let's get into it, man, because I want you to share just a little bit of your story and we'll make it quick, but I want you to give us the juicy stuff because you didn't set out just like me to get to the home services space. But now here, 11 years later, you're as passionate as me about it. You care about these people listening as much as I care about them. You care about this industry, all the things that are involved in it. But where did it start, Mike? Take us back, man. Take us back because what you're going to get from this particular podcast is Mike's really, really good. Like he embraces our giving back core value. And he also embraces very much our uh, genuinely care core value. So when he does the breakouts and things like that, he likes to just give all the things away that you can do yourself if you want to and try to break it down to its simplest form to help you, the contractor. So, this particular podcast episode is called Free Shit You Can Do to Afford More Marketing. That's a plan. How much can we give you that you can maybe take on in-house until you can't take it on anymore because you continue to grow? And so he's able to share a lot of those things. So let's start by saying how you got into the into the trades, man. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Um, listen, man, we're taking this way back, right? 10 years. And it's not hard to be passionate about something, um, you know, when you truly believe in what you're doing. You know, let's start there. Um Short version of the story is I got shot twice. I was in the wrong place. The but wrong what were time. you doing before that? Because you weren't in this <laughs> oh, world. Yeah. yeah, I was touring, touring the, the world, trying to be an aspiring front man, a musician. And, um, you know, when, when the whole thing went down and 
and I got hurt as bad as I did. I couldn't walk for a little while. I was immobile and um, I was I was scared, man. Were there observations in Flatline? <laughs> sorry, bad joke. <laughs> oh man, inside joke. Sorry, guys. <clears throat> yeah, carry on. And um, <laughs> yeah, so you know when you're laid out like that, uh, you start worrying about how you're going to pay the bills and how you're going to make ends meet. And I was, uh, I had to get vulnerable. When I mean, I'd, the thing you worry about is, or at least are grateful for, is like, thank God I didn't die. Yeah, <laughs> shot twice, dude. Point blank. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. It was a, it was a close call, um, and I'm definitely lucky in that sense. Uh, you kind of hacked the art of gratitude. It's not difficult for me to see like the positivity in all things, everything, and just be grateful for everything because you realize like how quickly all that yeah. can be taken away from you in the blink of an eye. Yeah, dude, but I think it's important to share like some a little bit more context on like that why. Like how the hell did you put yourself in a position where that happened or like what went down? So yeah. it's pretty ridiculous. So just share that like kind of you don't have to go through the whole thing, but like the gist of that okay. whole story. Yeah. Um we were at the the art walk on uh, first Friday. Um, downtown Phoenix, yeah. downtown Phoenix here. Yeah. It's a thing we do. And, um, you know, as we were kind of going through the evening, uh, we were just kind of jumping around from art exhibits and, you know, just having some beers and having a good time. Yep. It was, uh, a friend of mine and his girlfriend and her friend who I just met. Um, and you know, as the night evolved, we got separated yep. and I was in an environment where, Let's be real. I kind of had to do some babysitting. A little yeah. too much alcohol involved for the gal that I ended up, um, you know, separating with. And we ended up on the corner, uh, Central and Roosevelt in downtown Phoenix. And, um, you know, as we were waiting for the crosswalk to go by, we came upon a group of individuals that, um, you know, were just, they were kind of drawing attention to themselves. And I think, you know, being intoxicated, she was interested in uh, partaking in that. And, mm -hmm. Ironically, uh, I had forgotten my wallet that night, so, you know. I'm oh, it's the old alligator <laughs> trick. I oh, can't pay. My arms won't reach. T-Rex, yeah. Yeah, yeah, T-Rex. Yeah, you know, and I couldn't, um, I, you know, I, I, I was in this situation where she drew a lot of attention to us. I'm the only guy in, in this scenario. I'm at this point going, this is not going to end well for me. <laughs> so fast forward, um, you know, things evolved, and uh basically came down to a point where we got separated. And as I was walking back to the car, um, you know, they had caught me in a park where I was alone and they you know, attempted to rob me, but didn't have my wallet. Uh, they didn't like <laughs> that and things evolved. I mean, it got to a point where you had a gun in my face. He's only standing, you know, five, six feet away. Ask me for the wallet. I tell him, you're not going to believe me. I don't have it. I'm going to slowly show you that I don't have it. I'm gonna literally empty my pockets. And as I do that, he tells me to give him the iPhone. And at that moment I'd realized like, you're the guy on the corner that was literally just having this altercation, you know, with, with the gal that I'm sitting here with. Um, and the rest is history, man. I end up taking two. He shoots me in the leg. Um, I don't, it all happened so fast. I just don't, didn't even really realize and I kind of lunge at him and then I'm shot in the stomach and at that point it just feels like I completely got the air taken out yeah. of me and now I'm I, I got left there yeah like transparently and how old was the kid well we eventually found out he was 13 years old 13 yeah god 
and a lot of this is because, um, you know, through shock, I woke up in the hospital and when you're in shock, you, you forget small details. Yeah. Eventually he returned my phone to me after the cops realized he didn't take it. It wasn't evidence because there was no fingerprints. I turned this thing on and then I realized, oh, I took photos. I completely forgot that it took photos of these guys on the corner because I had a kind of a sense that yeah. things were going to go south. And then obviously through the silent witness program and the news and things like that, we were able to figure out who it was. And and what happened to him, Mike? He got away with it. Got away with it. Got away with Gosh, it. Gosh, man. Well, this is a, um, a, this is the blessing to this whole thing going down is it literally changed the entire trajectory of your uh, life. And you're one of the most positive human beings that I've ever met. I love that about you. And, and the fact that we got you here as a rhino because you're like third in command at this place. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I'm blessed. And, and, you, and you have done a lot. There's a lot of people listening right now who've gotten to work with you directly, both customers and, and even friends who have benefited from Mike Venitas. And guarantee you they're sitting there thankful. So um, I'm grateful you're here. So then you come on board. You're, you're, you're laid up. You join our – I always say this is – and I always feel bad saying this. I believe it's the worst, the worst job in our company is the call listening and reporting team because <laughs> it's literally listening to you, the contractor who's listening, your phone calls. If you've listened to your own phone calls every day, can you imagine having to listen to those literally every single day? <laughs> thousands, tens, hundreds of thousands upon hours of just listening to your phone calls. It's like there's nothing more frustrating. <laughs> it's a hard job because you just sit and listen to it over and over again. But that's where you started, and it worked out perfectly that way. The good news is is we util utilize a lot of that because there's a lot of training you can learn in there from what's happening, the kind of calls that are coming in, lead call, all this thing. So it's yeah. literally like the foundation of Rhino is our Rhino Tracks Coalition reporting team who gives all the information to the customers and to us to be able to make decisions and make changes and KPIs and things like that. So you started there and then worked your way all the way up over these years. That's right, man. And and I'm blessed to like have started there. I think, you know, we got a lot of team members um, in our operations that started there and fared out well because it's a great way for you to get a pulse on, you know, what's going on in the industry and everything that we're doing here as an organization. What does it lead to? And I think to have a perception of the consumer journey and, you know, what the businesses are going through, it, it tees you up real well, um, you know, to, to be a great digital marketer. Awesome. Well, listen, we're going to jump right into it because I don't want our listeners to take away. We're already like 15 minutes into this thing too. So I want them to have some really good takeaways from this podcast. And Love listen, it. even if you're like, excuse me, even if you're like down the road, like you're a well-established business, I promise you, I promise you, you're going to catch some things in here that aren't being done. Oh I yeah. <clears throat> so, Let's get right after it, man. You talk about all these, like, you know, free tools that contractors can use, you know, versus uh, advertising. Like, let's talk about this. Like, let's jump right into some of these tools that they have, like, to work with. Like, kick us off, man. Where are we at? Well, I love it. I love it. Um, I mean, to, to tee us up for this, I think one thing that's very important is we got we to gotta start by understanding Google, right? Like, Google controls everything and we're just trying to manipulate it and typically when I go and do these breakouts I always like to lay the foundation because it's hard to learn unless you have like some kind of general understanding of like how Google thinks and operates right like we get so caught up in trying to generate the new consumer the new lead but we forget like Google's in between us here it's like a referee you know you got to convince them you know and play by the rules if you're going to determine the outcome of the match and if the goal is to generate the lead we have to understand Google okay so for starters I can always break down Google into two sections. You have a free portion of Google, and then you have an advertising portion of Google. The free tools are in the free segments. But the thing you have to understand is 
trust is Google's key currency. If I can establish trust, everyone's going to keep using Google, right? There's a reason I tell you Google it because they've earned that trust in that brand. So if I can win the trust of the consumer and they all keep coming back, the advertising opportunity for things like pay-per-click, local service ads, they benefit from those dollars regularly. But the thing that they have to protect, the trust that they cannot lose is organic SEO. So the best free tool that we can give like for you guys to be able to do things out there yourselves is SEO, but specifically maps. Okay, well, so before I get into the map section, because I actually want you to, to talk about that in detail on the on the different levers that are available to the contractors there, is let's talk about SEO for a second, both, you know, because it's like always been this hazy smoke and mirrors like thing that people are like, I just had this conversation, I think um, like a month ago at a service Titan event, they asked me to speak out where the same thing came up, like, what is SEO? How can I tell if it's really working? How can I tell if my customers or if my my agency's even actually doing it? Well, there's on-site SEO and there's off-site SEO. That's right. So maybe in layman's terms, kind of explain what the hell that means. Like, what's the difference? Yeah, yeah, that's um, a great question. On-site is anything you can do within your own website. Off-site is anything that is done outside of that. So what that means for for those of you, uh, you know, learning about this, offsite um, is, think of it as like maps is a form of offsite. Uh, Yelp is a form of offsite. Um, things that are done on websites that you don't control. And here's the thing is like, what we actually call them is a directory. A directory is important to understand because like all things Google, to develop trust, they have to make predictions on what the consumer is going to do. So... We know, Google knows, that trades-based businesses, they're location-based, right? They can only go so far. They're only licensed to go so far. Uh, You're only interested in certain types of consumers. And when it understands that, it tries to make suggestions understanding that condition of the sale. So a directory is a location-based tool, right? A key of a directory is to collect information. It wants to memorize names, addresses, and phone numbers of businesses to make reasonable suggestions for consumers. It's essentially an electronic phone book. It's the easiest way to describe it. But there's hundreds of them out there. Okay, so when you have a directory and the key is to try and generate as much information as you can to offer all of these different potential businesses and solutions to the consumer, that's the goal. Now, Google knows that. So like anytime you go to Google and you do a search for AC repair, AC installation, something like that, you ever notice like Yelp's always going to compete on the first page. Home Advisor competes on the first page. Like, but all these things are, are directories because it knows you're looking for a location-based service. So why not suggest a location-based website so that I can find you a business solution? And then there's us, right? The experts trying to get our clients' websites to compete with those directories at the same time. And my strategy is, yes, on-site, focus on it, build it, compete with those directories. But if you can't beat an off-site directory, join it. Manipulate it the same way you manipulate Google. Get at the top in Yelp the same way we're at the top of Google and approach the consumer organically from two different directions. Sure. Does that make sense? Yeah, you're playing ball in both both arenas. So I, I get it. So... Things like just for some perspective too, in regards to like on-site stuff, it, it's things like content, knowing how much content to put on a page, like your meta tags, like some of the, it's 
by the way, SEO, it's not smoke and mirrors. It's actually a very, it's, there's a, there are a number of things that you must do that you have to do to help create like the right, you know, volume, like I said, the right volume of content, you do all the things that you need to physically do like a human being. It's a straight up labor deal needs to go in and do you have to do these things, even if that is worth a percent of what it is to complete the picture to try and hope to increase your ranking. So on-site and off-site is a mixture of both the things. I mean, 100%. Like, this is one of the reasons I get passionate, right? Like, I say I'm blessed because I started in the call listening reporting department. And this is the thing is when you're messing around with data all day, it becomes easy to realize it's not smoke and mirrors. When we have a tool like Rhino Tracks, it's easy for me to look at that data and say, the SEO works. You, it legitimately works. It's not smoke and mirrors and the proof's in the pudding. Yeah. Well, because then you can also see, yep, here's the rankings that are increasing. And by the way, here's what came in from this SEO lead for drain cleaning. And, or this came in from a PPC ad that was a drain cleaning lead. To, like you can specifically see what came in from where. 100%. But SEO is the foundation of all things. Like, because Google's in the business of delivering the most relevant information it possibly can to get in as quickly as it can to get you to keep coming back and using Google over and over again. 100%, man. Listen, I have this joke in my breakouts that I always, always pull. I tell them, I say, anybody here remember Ask Jeeves? Now, like to some people listening, I might be dating myself, right? And the truth is, it rebranded. But there's a reason nobody knows what it is anymore. And let's let's be transparent. It fucking died. That's what happened. <laughs> it died. And Google has managed to fill that, that void, that gaping like need for, hey, when I don't know the answer, where do I go? And that's just proof that the trust is what keeps the control, right, of the, con the, the potential and the utilization of it, which is ultimately like what is necessary to have any shake at the advertising opportunity. And let's be real, like pay-per-click is the number one revenue generating channel for Google right. that makes it what it is. All right. All right. Um, so I'm going to segue. From that, as long as you're good. Yeah, I'm from, good, man. From on-site, off-site. Okay, cool. Because I know you want to get into, like, Google Maps, GMB, GBP, whatever the hell you <laughs> are calling it today, Google Business Profile. I want to get into that. Because there's, there's a lot of levers in there. And, yeah. and I know you're super passionate about this piece, too. So um, there's no more app, right? That's right. There's no more app. There's no more customer service, like, hotline. There's, like, glitches. There's been suspensions, um, there's like all kinds of stuff that's been happening. All the things that I hear is like, where'd my profile go? Like, there's just a bunch of things that are kind of happening in that world. And it seems like there's significantly less support. <laughs> You're hundred percent correct. It's actually pretty frustrating, man. Like I've had to redo my breakout three different times because I share screenshots and instructions, like things that we're going to verbally give you on this podcast. But you know, they're always changing how they do it and what they do. And I'm like, damn it, I have to completely redo this whole slide, this deck, this presentation, because they changed exactly how to do the things that I'm teaching you how to do. But to your point, yeah, it happened um, during the pandemic, unfortunately. I mean, it's ever since it has gone downhill dramatically. Like the level of support, you used to have a direct phone number. Now it's like chat and email based, offshore. Um, and even the last few weeks, like the, the GBP profile suspensions have been through the roof, yep. especially in the trades to the extent to where we've been hesitant to make a single adjustment because having a suspended profile is 10 times worse than having a slightly inaccurate bit of information. hundred percent. Yep. So we're, we're in that, we're in that AB test phase on like, but you're like, it's, you're flirting with fire, man. And that's where we're trying to be super cautious on yeah. this and figure out what's the right, because the worst case scenario is you make one adjustment that you think is going to be helpful and it 
in the, in the suspends the GBP. And it's not worth it. I mean, listen, like GBP has insight sections for free. You can go in and look at the reporting yourself. We're going to talk about that more right. momentarily, but like 11 years, right? You, that I, We've been doing this together and I look at these reports on a consistent basis daily, yeah. right? Yeah. And I can comfortably tell you that at least 25% of new lead generation stems from literally just your Google Maps profile alone yeah. consistently. We're not even talking about like other directories, but Google is going to arguably be probably the most powerful the directory that, that there is. For sure. Yeah. So, so what can be learned? Like what can these guys learn from, from the, like from your GBP, the insights that come along with it? Like what are some of the tools that they have to learn from like any analytics or something like that, that they can get like, can you see total call volumes? Can you see, like, what are the things that, that they can look at to see how it's performing? SmartAC.com. SmartAC.com. If you haven't heard of it, you better find out. If you haven't implemented it, you better check it out. You have to get started doing something. 2024 is going to be an absolute battlefield. What are you doing differently than your competitors? You need to make sure that your memberships are sticky. SmartAC.com does that. Lifetime warranty, insurance savings, filter discounts, 24-7 monitoring that lets you know about problems before the homeowner might even know about the problem. Live tech chat, service providers, all of this with smartac.com. You've got to check it out now. Well, it's it's expanding more and more. That I would say that's the area where Google's getting better, you know, like opposite to the customer service. Like the insights and what they're sharing is is getting better and better, um, you know, as the years go by. But to answer your question directly, obviously they've now launched call insights where you can literally drill down to the month and see the phone numbers that called. Now you can't listen to the recording, but you can call back the phone number, like literally directly from your phone. Um, so like the access to the call data, the bookings, uh, which sync right to FMS systems. Um, you can even request a quote. You can message from it. All of that is tracked. How many times it comes down to, you know, how many clicks, how much of uh, the activity comes into the profile is discovery based versus brand driven, meaning they search directly for the business name rather than not knowing the who they're going to yep. use. Yep. Right. That's a big difference, right? Like yeah. if someone knows who they're going to use versus someone making the decision, like I think a good marketing agency has that perception of like, am I trying to generate new business or am I just trying to close a deal that maybe was supplemental from a billboard or, you know, commercial or someone that's doing a brand search on the internet. And that, and listen, there's more than that. Like they, the amount that they're giving, they're even starting to expose keyword searches again, organically which, you know, historically you've had to have an ads account and do some pay-per-click to get access to that type of direct keyword search information. Got it. So when you say those things, what it makes me think of is if people are visiting the profiles more frequently and then not, not only just visiting, but actually taking action, whether it's branded or non-branded, are there, in, are there like certain ranking factors that are involved in this thing? Like, is there, if you say, hey, I had to give you like a top five or a top three, is there like, hey, these are the ranking factors that you have to be aware of or or that your agency has to be aware of? Oh, my gosh. Yes, 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 yes. I can't stress that enough. Like, so when I'm teaching this, I try to teach it in a simple way. And that simple way is if you don't use it, you lose it. So like when we do breakouts classes and I'm trying to empower people how to leverage this tactic is if Google has a field or an option or something that you can fill out, do it. Like if you were Google and you wanted to advertise all this cool new innovation and updates and features that you're trying to get the rest of the world to see, 
don't you think they want to advertise that? Use it. They like it gives them all the more reason to show you rank you higher because let's be real, yeah, there's the trust factor, but if I can like give that guy a little bit of a kick so that I can advertise these cool new things that I'm doing, I do think you're going to get ranking leverage, but the three main ranking factors okay, number 1, your relevance. Right. Right? Like you have to offer or serve what is being requested. Now, Google has primary and secondary categories, and the primary carries more weight. So I'll give you a perfect example, right? You do plumbing and air conditioning. Which one's more of a priority right now? Like you might want to consider what you're going to select as your primary versus your secondary. How many can you actually choose? So in your primary one, your secondary, you can have, I don't even think there's a limit. Okay. You got a lot that you can choose from there. Um, but the relevance is always going to be the number one thing because it's an algorithm that says, can you offer me what I need, right? Then it goes into proximity. So ranking number two, location. Now this is where it gets fun, right? Because Google is a robot. It's an algorithm. Mm -hmm. Fun or frustrating, depending <laughs> on. <laughs> nice save. That's very true because it does work uh, to a disadvantage just as much as it can work to an advantage. And I'll elaborate, right? Like the proximity is ultimately about what is the distance of, of the business location in comparison to the consumer that has the need? But this is where it starts to get complex, right? Is by default, it wants to, to check your location. So you got to think for a second here. Is this a desktop computer, a cell phone? Like those things change things, right? iPad, whatever. Yep. But in this case, it says, can I see where you're located? We're going to factor that in. Unless you bypass that. In the search query, if I'm typing for AC repair, did I specify a city, a zip, a county, depending on where you are in the country, right? We change the way that we search. But unless you specify in the, in the search query that you're overriding the location you're currently in, you have to think about that. That's why it's important for me to not just try and rank for AC repair, but AC repair Phoenix, AC repair uh, Mesa, you know, throwing all these cities at you. Yep. You have to think about, like even AC repair near me. Because the greatest marketers are considering every type of consumer, not just what you think is the right consumer. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So proximity is key. Now here's a fun, interesting trick. I'm literally going to give you like takeaway number one. You can go to Google right now. Okay. You can type in the city that you're located in. Okay. And then I want you to click enter and look at the map. Now there's two ways you can do this. One, literally where you see the city name is relatively where the center point of the location is going to be. But if you click directions, it will literally drop a pin on what Google says is the center of the location you are specifying. So if I don't know where you're located on a cell phone, a laptop, or anything like that, and I'm going off of a keyword and I say Phoenix. It's going to take you there to the center? He who is the closest to the center point of Phoenix wins the game. Has the proximity leverage. Interesting. Okay. Okay, so Brinks. proximity is huge. And and the final prevalence reviews, as we could probably spend a whole episode talking about this, right? Yeah. But that's the key is like you have to have a reputation, man. Like Google is not gonna sit here and suggest you if you've got crap service. And if you don't have the reviews to prove that you're doing well, it's kind of risking its own reputation by suggesting you. Right? It's kind of like I come in, Google told me to use you. I go, I get crappy service, I'm pissed off, and is it unfair for me to go, 
fucking Google. This is your fault, man. I would never use these guys if you didn't yeah. tell me to use them. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> right? Google gave you bad advice. <laughs> That's exactly it, man. <laughs> you didn't tell me the truth about this person. Yeah, so you got to and generate reviews. That. And they don't want that. It makes perfect sense. Yeah, so so let me reiterate those three things. And so it's relevance, which is, I believe Google's number one product is relevancy, relevant information, proximity, and prevalence. 100%. The nail on that. Got it. So, man, you you skimmed the top of that one because I've heard you go deep in that one. But this is a, only an hour-long podcast, buddy, so <laughs> you save that for later. Um, but don't worry, everybody, all the listeners, I'm going to give you my cell phone number. So don't you <laughs> – I'm kidding, buddy. I'm kidding. But seriously, I'm going to give it to you at the end of the show. Um, <clears throat> so now let's go into just into like frequency because you talk about reviews, and, and you know – because you'll have people that have called you or people who are, are well-established contractors who are saying, well – I've got 2,000 reviews and this person has 500. How are they above me? Well, you it's not, that's just one phase. That's just one piece of, of the pie. It's just one piece of the puzzle that amongst many that you have to do well. So it's not just that, yeah, you have more reviews, but guaranteed something else is missing somewhere for them to be ranking lower. Yeah. So here's the thing, right, is we talk about the three main factors, but to your point, there's a lot of other components you have to consider too. Right. Like when we do some A B testing or analysis, right? Like when we have a client come in, the first thing I do is I look at what is my playing field, right? Like if you want to own the Phoenix market, I need to do the searches that have the most data and I need to look at who I'm competing with. This is why I laugh. Like people come in and say, Hey, my, my three biggest competitors are X, Y, and Z. And I go, That's what you think your three biggest competitors are on. But when you come into my digital world, These they're actually different. Yeah. Right. Because he who's the biggest in the city might not be the biggest online we've, winning that game. We've learned that multiple times, haven't we, Mike? <laughs> yeah. And that's what makes it so fun is like, I think where we get caught up in SEO, this is always my favorite. And, and I learned this from a gentleman named Bruce Clay. Uh, amazing. Coins himself as the godfather of SEO, right? Like, and what he had taught me that I've always thought about is why do we spend time doing A to Z, every single thing under the sun to leverage SEO when really if you're thinking about time efficiency and the best allocation of spending marketing dollars, like a good SEO agency knows, I just got to do what the top dog is doing and a little bit more. But to bring it back to your point, right? Like I need to compare that top map maps listing to my own. And yes, like when you're looking at relevance, proximity and prevalence is the three main factors. Great. But let's be real. Remember I said, if you don't use it, you lose it. So I'm also looking at, do they upload photos? How many photos do you have, right? <laughs> Are you posting? Are you doing GMB posts and advertising like social media? Do you mean GBP posts? <laughs> Did I say GMB? <laughs> it's a bad <laughs> You got it. This is Google's fault. <clears throat> well, but, but there's so much more to that too. And I want to actually, before we move on, I want to make sure that our listeners don't overlook this. When you were talking about the primary category designation and the secondary category, is there any like discrepancy in the frequency of how much you change that? Because like, you know, one of the tactics that we use is changing from AC, you know, to heating yep. going into the different seasons. Have have we noticed like any, any negative impact on ranking factors because of that changing or have we learned a lesson from that on the frequency of those things? Yeah. You always run a risk. Okay. Like here's the thing is you should change things in your best interest, but you always have to find the healthy middle ground because if you do it too much, you're going to shoot yourself in the foot. Like we cannot forget and repeat this again, that Google is a robot is an algorithm. 
it has to learn, it has to understand, like the entire foundation which Google was built on is it's a memory base. It literally remembers everything that was ever searched and then it memorizes what you do next because it's trying to predict what the, the chances are you're going to do what it does. And if, if that's the case and it's right 98% of the time, like that's why everyone goes to Google. So when I say that, some of the things they're trying to do when you change those categories or even pay-per-click campaigns and you you constantly mo make modifications, you have to give it time to saturate and understand what just happened. Like the analogy I was using, it's like a sleeping child, right? Like you wake it, wake him, her up and they're cranky as shit. Like give them a chance to get their feet under them and get going and usually chin up and be a little bit more enjoyable to deal with. So it's basically like me after a Cardinals loss on Monday morning. And you got to give me a minute. You can't just come into my office and talk to me when I get there because I'm probably not ready for it. You got yeah, I mean, to give me some time. That's fair. I've been doing a lot better since, you know, the Giants are having a surprise year. <sighs> yeah. So <laughs> we're not even going to go down that path. <clears throat> um, but I want to go back into one other thing too real quick before we move on because you're talking about the reviews piece of it. And obviously this is important. It's always going to be important. I don't know a time when it ever is not going to be important. But – also in how you respond to them. Like there's a tact, like there's a very tactful way that you need to respond to these reviews and, and handle those. And I know that you've got some opinions on that. What is it? Yeah. They're super strong opinions and it's really simple. Never admit to fault, but take accountability. That's really the simple way to summarize it. Listen, like, yes, generating reviews is the key. Responding to every single review is the key. I will also say there's been a lot of, um, Oh gosh. Uh, you know, discrepancies like we all disagree on this but i i feel stern that google is crawling the responses the communication for keywords you will hear people say that's not the case but i've literally done tests to prove mrs jones i'm sorry for <laughs> your ac repair uh, uh, here in the phoenix arizona market that we <laughs> it's so true man like it, it, yes like you need to generate reviews and when you respond to those reviews i would plug a keyword in there i legit believe that it does impact your ability to rank um i also think it's important um that you use one star reviews as a stage okay like especially with your younger demographic like they're growing up with this stuff they're not oblivious that these things are capable of being manipulated they're not oblivious that like there are ways to um, generate reviews that are dishonest, not real. Um, but, you know, this is kind of the way I look at things is, okay, you got a thousand reviews, five stars. So what you're telling me is you're perfect. Come on. <laughs> who's perfect, man? Can we just be honest with each other for well, a minute? Well, I can tell you right now, the To The Point Home Services podcast has 4.9. 4.9. So we're not perfect. 4.9 is the overall. And you know what? I'm good with that. Yeah. and that's I'm not perfect. But but that's the thing is like any normal person can look at that and say nobody's perfect, of course, right? Uh, nobody's perfect. So if you want to generate reviews, good. I'm all about getting as many reviews as possible, but I also would like it to be realistic. So you know, when I say that, I'm like kind of hey, your one star review. I don't think it's unfair for me to say that I'm going to go and look at how you respond to negative situations. How do you handle the shitty one-star experience? Because that's going to tell me who you really are. Yeah, for sure. And because people are realistic to understand, like, you're not going to get it all right all the time. No one is. And that's one thing that I know even as a consumer when I search for anything, 
I'm always going more so to the one stars just to see like what's being said. Is there some consistency there? And then of course, how is it handled? Yeah. What are your true colors? Like, what do you really like when things get tough? Because that's your true character, right? Like, and I think that's your opportunity to really showcase who you are and my advice, my actual tactical approach in those situations, respond to those. You can't neglect them. And that especially is like not, Hey, I don't have your name in the system or we didn't service you. Like, those are excuses. This is direct, like give, like literally mention their direct name, right? And you tell them, hey, I'd love for you to call a direct name at a direct number, list that out, say, this is not, this is not what we stand for. This is something that, um, you know, we, we don't do business this way. We want to make it right. Like you're taking ownership. You're not admitting fault. You're saying, let's take this offline, talk about it, work through it. And this is the thing is if they do call, you're going to make it right. And 80, 90% of the time when you make it right, you'd be amazed. These guys naturally go in and they update their reviews. Yeah. And you, it's okay to ask for that update as well. Like once you've gotten it taken care of, of course, and they're satisfied. 100%. Yeah. So, but there's so many different things within that GPP that you can do. Obviously with your pictures, you're like, you're, you're um, making sure all your content is correct. And like your, your, your address, your name, like all the things are, are exactly as they should be. Um, the, category designation of the services that you offer so many different things and then i would say one of the one of the pieces of it that gets ignored the most and we've not had this conversation but i'm gonna see if we're on the same page i feel like it's the faq section <laughs> yeah it's i think frequently it's, asked questions second i no. think doesn't get the love it deserves well it's because it's easy to overlook it like the minute you go through a gbp profile literally look for the faq section I think it'll be pretty surprising to most of our listeners, like how easy you can just scroll past and miss it. But this is where it gets really interesting is go into the FAQ, start to type in a question and watch what it does. You can literally see Google thinking. And what you're going to find is that it crawls the reviews and tries to answer your question before you ask it. Now, let's just like use common logic together here. I just talked about how I did an A-B test, literally proved that it's skimming the review communication for keywords. So now you're telling me FAQs is connected to the reviews. It's skimming the reviews in the FAQ questions. So I don't think it's unfair to say that you've got some keyword ranking leverage in FAQs as well. And let's be real, like, why would you not use that as a stage to go in and, and post uh, some of the most common questions you get and answer them, right, like in advance? Because Google's then going to suggest you more and rank you higher because you're answering questions when people go in and ask. Well, and let's think about it from this perspective too because I have this conversation. It's like we talk about on someone's website the, the importance of frequently asked questions is also think about what the voice search game is doing. People are asking questions, you know, on long tail keywords that are questions and and if it can find that in your frequently asked questions you know on your website in your gbp profile like maybe it does maybe it doesn't but to me i'd rather have all those things lining up because of that whole relevancy piece right yeah i mean you hit the nail on the head man and and let's just also take this opportunity not to discredit like as much as we all might feel the way we feel about yelp Mm -hmm. (laughs) or even facebook you can't neglect them I just want to make sure I don't overlook that 
because here's the thing is even though we know that Google has the majority of the market share, we can't forget situational awareness, device awareness, right? Like some people purchase out of the box devices and due to the relationships they have by default, they use Apple maps or they use Bing maps and those things sync to review platforms like Yelp and Facebook because they don't have a built-in review system like Google does. So you can't neglect those directories. Like you guys have to pay attention. Those generate reviews there as well and communicate the same way on there that you do on Google so that you can rank higher in other mapping directories in addition. Got it. Okay. So the last thing I'm going to finish, I'm going to finish off with is just so for our listeners know where I'm going to go. Um, I've got one more question to, to, I want to like poke and prod a little bit with you before I get there, but I'm going to talk about how the whole GBP sinks to your LSA, right? Because LSA being an important topic and kind of, and tap into that a little bit. But first we talk about this whole rinse to ranks, (laughs) rinse to ranks. Please explain to our listeners what in the hell you're talking about rinse to ranks. Yeah, you Bad, got it, man. Good. What is it? So when you hear the term rent to rank, what this is, is it's a treading, like rule breaking tactic that agencies use. But, um, you know, I've talked to you about proximity. I've talked to you about how location is one of the key ranking factors. So what happens is you get a lot of agencies that go, hey, let's get another address and make it look like you have this additional location so that you can leverage the proximity to an advantage in different areas that you want to grow. Oh, I get it. So you rent a location to rank in the lo- <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what's going on. But here's the thing is Google hates it. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like it, it's not, there's no integrity there because this is the thing is maps is still maps and the whole purpose of maps was to guide you to where you needed to go. That was the first cause. And when they created maps is I push directions and you tell me how to get to where I go. And then it became a a suggestion based platform, you know, for business growth. So you have to think about the rent to rank concept that Google's pissed off. If you say directions, you take me to this location and it's homie's house. Or, you know, some, some office suite with like, you can't, it's closed. You can't get in. There's no sign. There's nothing like that creates a bad user experience, which damages the trust that Google leans upon to have any advertising opportunity. Wait a second. So then hang on, hang on one second, Mike. So could that impact your GBP in by way of suspension? It certainly can. <laughs> it certainly can. And and sometimes the algorithm will automatically suspend you. And guess what's going to happen? You're going to have to deal with that offshore experience and they're going to force you to go through a series of steps. It's a lengthy process. And it is a brutal process. Right. And some of you listening have probably been through it. You know, like send me a picture, right? Okay. A picture of what? The sign, the door, right? I send the sign. No, I want the door. Well, why didn't you tell me that? Okay. I send them the door. Um, no, I need a picture of the sign and the door together. I'm like, that's not physically possible. So what else can I do? Okay. I want a video. Give me a video walking from the sign to the door and going in. It's, it's like, it's like pulling teeth, man. It's very, very frustrating. When Is that real? It's <laughs> that's real. They legit do it. Videos are now a thing that they're starting to do as well. Wow. I didn't know that. Taking it to a whole new level, man. It's, wow. it's frustrating. Interesting. Well, so, uh, thank you for clarifying rent. Yeah, listen, my advice is simple, guys. If you're going to use it, it works. It does. But just make sure you have a legitimate place. Like you got to put a sign on the door. 
You have to be able to do business there. And let's, let's be real. Like the majority of you probably aren't going to have a ton of walk-in business, but if you can arrange that, you know, uh, to, when you've got to do the proving model, like it could, it could work. It just needs to be a legitimate location. That's the simple way to put it. Got it. Because all this manipulation of Google at some point in time is going to catch up with you. That's so right. You played the game fair. That's right. All right. It's like, you know, uh, Michael Jordan, I mean, he still played the game the right way, practiced the right way, trained the right way, ate the right way, did all the things the right way to be the champion, then the champion again, then the champion again and again, then champion again and again and again and again. And again. You see what I'm saying? He didn't 100%. like slack on, he wasn't like trying to cheat the system to win the game. Yeah, man. I mean, this is why one of our seven core values is integrity. Like we have to win, but we have to do it the right way. We can't run the risk. Like I said, Google's the referee. Once you damage that reputation and you go at them, they don't trust you. Yeah, man, the referee hates you. You're not Tom Brady. You don't just get you don't get get sacked, called on you, roughing the passer because <laughs> you're Tom Brady anymore. Like you know, um, if anybody watched that game a few few weeks ago, you know what I'm talking about. It's bullshit. <laughs> um, but you're right. Like you got to make sure that you're playing the game the right way, so the referee does doesn't not like you, man, and and, and then continue to keep an eye on you. Yeah, coming back from the penalties, like swimming against the current. It's Basically like me in my soccer, like when I played soccer in high school and college, the referee did not like me. And, you know, I got a lot of cards because of it. You know? And I was trying to make up for my, the lack of size. I was a, I was willing to fight, throw down a little bit. But what I did, that's not that's not doing it the right way, Mike. It's <laughs> not doing it the right way. Hey, listen, it's okay. You turned out all right. I, did, I, made, it, I made it through okay. Um, but so I got him on derails. Because I want to get into the GBP and how it imp- like syncs up with the LSA and kind of talk a little bit about that so we can close out that way. Because I think we're roughly, what, 50 minutes or so like into this whole thing, which goes quick. Yeah. It goes quick, man. Flew by. Flew by. So talk to me, Goose. Yeah. Talk to me. Yeah, man. I got the need for speed. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this is simple. If you have not set up an LSA profile, do it. Okay? Like, that's the number one thing you're missing. Here. And if you're multi-service... Oh my gosh. If you're multi-service, what do you do? Do you set up one for all or? That's a great question. And you got options, right? Like you can set up a bunch of separate profiles or you can consolidate them. But this is the thing I have to warn you about is if you're trying to allocate specific budgets to certain segments of the business and have more control about where you're pouring your marketing dollars in and how far out you're booked, you should probably separate them. Because it's not like pay-per-click. Google doesn't give you the ability to say, my weekly budget, split it here, here, and here. Yeah. Well, I do know this because, I mean, I've been through multiple uh, analysis meetings on what's different cost per leads and things like that. And mm-hmm. let's face it, like, do you remember, you will remember this because you, know, you were here. It was in 2014 is when Google flew into the office to meet with us about like the whole managed agency program and Google home services was new and they're going to roll it out in HVAC and all those guys. And now one of those guys works with them. <laughs> so that right. worked out really, really well from the PPC side of things. But the, what Google home services has turned into today, into today is this LSA program. It's evolved so much, but at this moment right now, it is by far the best lever that we can utilize because like we got $42 cost per lead across our rhinos. That's our average cost for yeah. 42 bucks. That's right. It's just like, everybody's like, well, I just put my, set my budget to max budget. Like, by the way, that's not, the, everybody's willing to do that. It's paid. Yeah. It's like pay per lead. So like, woohoo, you know, <laughs> this is the top of Google. No matter <laughs> what you search for in home services, it will always appear at the top. 
How are you not at least setting it up? That's fine if you're hesitant to spend on it, but like it's free to set up. It's 100% free. And guess what? It's the one thing that Google still has a customer service phone number for. Go to the website and call the phone number. (laughs) For now. Yeah, yeah, keyword for now. Go, like go set it up. It's 100% free. At least get yourself in the spot so that like, you know, when you're hitting shoulder seasons, uh, you know, for our air conditioning businesses, like, and you really are trying to generate some opportunities. Like, why would you not set yourself up to at least have that lever to pull when you need it? Yeah. So thank you for that. I mean, this whole, the whole LSA program is something that um, I've learned, like I've learned a bunch because it's evolved so much and I'm not like in the weeds on it, but I've realized that anytime we have a customer who's managing it themselves, and then we've taken it on and actually done full management form, we've seen a significant increase. So that's not, it's not like we got lucky. There's tactics involved with it. Can you just give give the listeners a few of these, like of the main tactics of, oh, hey, speed, uh, reviews. Like what are the, like a couple of the key things that are incredibly important in managing that to get the most out of it? Yeah, so 100%. Um, and the first thing to understand, right, is it syncs, right? Like so LSA syncs to your GBP profile. So, you know, all of your GBP reviews can pull into the LSA profile. And what review you generate from LSA is... Uh, it's it's noted, like if you look through the profile, it will separate what reviews stemmed from LSA versus what was synced from GBP. So let's just start there, okay? Because you're getting a two for one deal. That's kind of what I'm trying to call out here. But to answer the direct question, there's a number of things. It's the same concept. If you don't use it, you lose it. Okay, like LSA has the ability to sync with FMS software. I think it got, what, three different, it's like Jobber, House Call <laughs> Pro, Service Titan, a couple of them now. And they continue to want to advertise that. The messaging feature, they want to advertise that. Set those things up. But more importantly, what's really good about it is you can, you can pick down to the zip code. It's like, I, I think the best way to describe LSA is it's like PBC and SEO had a baby. <laughs> Am I not wrong? But That's actually really true. Am I right? Not, or am right. I right? Yeah. And it's a really good looking baby. It's a really <laughs> healthy, good looking, solid, well, very, I mean, solid baby. Best looking baby I've That's seen. That's not the baby you put in a corner. That's not the baby you put in a corner. <laughs> Absolutely, man. And, but yeah, speed, like communication is key. Um, you know, this is the thing is I always like to try and have someone um, in-house operationally help us with it because I think it's it's very valuable to listen to those, document it, mark it as booked, trigger a review, right? Like the marketing agencies, we can help and we can make it work and we can knock it out of the park. But when you have the, the um, in-house support to follow the consumer journey, it helps too, right? Like for instance, LSA lead comes through, you book it, you do the job, okay, that CSR dispatcher, whoever in-house has a lot better of a contextual understanding of when to initiate and ask for that review rather than your marketing agency just pushing the button because it's ready to be pushed. And it could be off. The timing could be right. off. It wouldn't make sense. key. So, so speed is important. Reviewing all of um, the, you know, the calls and actually filling the information out, responding, um, even your message feature. This is a fun fact for our listeners. If you turn on messaging in LSA, messaging meaning chat, text, you get the leads for reduced rate. They're cheaper than phone calls. So why would you not activate that and, and leverage some of those opportunities? Yeah, as long as you have somebody who actually is going to respond to them in a timely manner, right? Because if you're be slow, fast. it's got to be a negative impact, right? Right, and Google openly says that. Like if, if you take forever to get back to them, why is it going to suggest you? Remember, Google's the referee and trust is the key. As long as you always think like that with everything you're doing in Google, 
usually fare well. Google is the referee and trust is the key. That's right. Did you hear that? Smooth jazz. Dr. Seuss <laughs> on there. <laughs> is there anything else, man? Like, is there anything else that I didn't ask you that you've just been wanting to share, dying to share? This is your moment. Like, oh, man. This is your moment. And I'm going to talk a little bit more while you're sitting there thinking about what else it is that you might want to share with our <laughs> listeners. And if not, what I can do is play your clip again of your old song. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I just choked on my own spit and laughing at my own joke. That's fair, man. Uh, yeah, I, you well, know. <laughs> listen, while you're thinking about it, too, let me just say this. Like, you know, Mike has been, he's done almost everything in this entire company with the exception of being a developer. Um, and he is our chief experience officer because... That is what he's passionate about is the overall experience for um, not only our customers, you listening right now who might not even be a customer, like he cares about the overall experience that you're having and wants to see you succeed. Same thing with all the employees. You know, he wants to make sure that everybody here at Rhino succeeds. He cares about the experience that we have. We put on an event called Rhino X. And the X is all about the experience. And the reason I do that is I try to bring all the relationships I have with some of the you know, most badass guys in this industry, the legends, the influencers, like all the kind, and I get to bring it together and give everybody an experience. And that's what's, you know, it's something that, that to me means a lot. I'm grateful I get to be that guy. But in here, in these walls, you're the dude, man. You're the one who looks at the customer journey, has to understand all the things like we just talked about, trying to find the tools and the things that we can give to them that they might be able to do on our own if they're not ready to be a rhino or not. Like all the things. So, if there's, if I gave you enough time to think of <laughs> one more thing that you can share with them, Mike, what would that one thing be? And don't fuck it up. Yeah, I won't fuck <laughs> this up. Um, you know, I'm actually, I do, I do have one very strong thing I'd love to close with, and and I'm going to shift my attention um, directly. Listen, I'm talking to you, every listener listening to this podcast. I'm speaking directly to you. I'm looking at the camera for those of you on YouTube. Um, Listen, I was very privileged and blessed 11 years ago and how I landed here. But one of the greatest gifts I got along the way is this company was there for me. And when I represent the businesses that we grow and uh, when we get this opportunity, we don't take that lightly. Um, so I just want to personally say thank you to any of, of you that have given uh, Rhino and myself a chance to represent you uh, and uh, to listen to this podcast and create this environment uh, in which we do have a voice to be able to help you give back because that's what we stand for. Um, and that's it, man. I just really want to say thank you. It's easy to be passionate when, um, you know, I get it. Like you guys own these businesses. This is your life's work. And, and we want to be a good representation of that. So uh, I'm, I just feel blessed to be here thank you so much yeah man no problem well thank you so much for being here and i'll say this like mike actually has shared a ton of stuff and and again he's like one of the most humble human beings i've, I've met but he does share a ton of stuff a lot of knowledge and he's been doing a lot of podcasts too he's been, i know he's been getting invited to more and more it's not a coincidence that's because he has a lot of good stuff to share so i mean you can search in the podcast just for his name and you'll see some different ones that are popping up but also he's gonna be speaking a lot more like i said you, you know i think we'll probably have you this is going to be great because I get to take a little bit of break from all the speaking <laughs> engagements. And so Mike's going to tap in, but I actually think like 
it's a different style. You kind of get into like some of the nitty gritty on the things that can be done by a contractor of any shape and size, but he'll be speaking more throughout, you know, 2023. So you'll find a bunch of stuff like that. And, and of course, you I mean, if you go to the Rhino YouTube channel, you can find a bunch of clips just of, of really all things too, but something we'll probably tap more Absolutely. into. So um, I appreciate it. All our listeners, everybody who is, you know, subscribed and left reviews and all those things hear me i'm grateful for those those things too like that means a lot to me it's literally this is another full-time job (laughs) on top of my two other full-time jobs which is running the company rhino strategic solutions (laughs) hey dude i got like three things i need from you like can we get get yeah i know (laughs) um but i love doing man it's so cool because when i go to speak at an event people come up to me and tell me how this thing has impacted their life like that's what it's all about that's the experience that we want to get so um I want to finish with the review like we always do. And this review is a five-star review. You know what? I need to take, we're a 4.9 on this podcast. <laughs> the downside is, is I went and looked at the one star that somebody left. So somebody clearly didn't like me or whatever it was, but they didn't even leave. It did just click the one star. Like they didn't leave me anything. So I'm not telling you listeners to go and leave me negative reviews, <laughs> by the way. All I was saying is I wish I understood what it was so I could have learned from whatever the hell that one star was about. Maybe they just don't like me. Could, well, be, could be a competitor. Not everybody loves Cristiano. This might be a good opportunity for me to tell you. I'll go ahead and delete that. <laughs> um, you know, I just I wanted the 4.9 to make it look more realistic. 5.0 is a little too perfect. Okay, thank you. Wow, <laughs> now I know. Hey, guess what? In the words of Donald Trump, yeah, I had. <laughs> All right, let me finish this review. Uh, it is five stars. I'm on a new level. This is from Gamer One for Life. Nowadays, you can find an unlimited amount of information, but sometimes that information will take you down a dark road of false beliefs and actions. Ain't that the truth? Pay attention to who you're listening to. Preach. Uh, Chris provides a solid hour of groundbreaking inspiration. Ooh, I'll take that groundbreaking inspiration that you can apply in your everyday life, business, and career. Thank you for everything. So gamer one for life for gamer one for, for life. Thanks man. Or woman, whoever you are, appreciate you. So I, I appreciate that. And listen, I love it, man. Anytime we get these reviews. So please leave reviews, please, 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 please. I want to start reading more reviews. And calling people out for it and leaving names and things like that because I enjoy sharing those types of things. So please leave those reviews. And again, if you haven't, you know, subscribe to this podcast. Just do it. Then you get them automatically sent to you. They come every Tuesday. Just like today, if you're listening on Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) But listen, Christmas is coming up. I celebrate Christmas. By now, my house is all lit up. My electricity bill has more than tripled um, because all the stuff is running. And, And this is a great time of year. But make sure you get yourself in the mindset of 2023 is now literally weeks away. Get your shit together. Make sure you got a plan in place. And if you haven't yet, don't freak out, but don't start January. Start now. At least start to lay something, like some sort of groundwork on and giving yourself a goal, okay? Because there's all these all the information that you can look up and get and get like have all the, you know, have a, an idea of the things that you want to do. And um, I always, you know, bigger and shit on the wall out there right in front of the Rhino Ranch, it says, don't talk about it. What? Be about it. Be about it. Put a plan in place and take action. You don't have to do everything, but you got to do something. No. Zero. Days. Listeners, thank you so much again for listening to this podcast week after week. We are extremely grateful. Again, the whole purpose of this podcast is to give back to the home services industry that we love so much, whether you're a rhino or not. We really 
really appreciate all the subscribers. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please go in and subscribe and you'll get all the episodes sent to you automatically weekly. Also, we have really enjoyed your feedback. Uh, it's so meaningful for us when we get to read the nice comments that you guys put. So keep doing that. And if you don't know how to do it, here's what you got to do. You search for To The Point Home Services on Apple Podcasts. You click on our profile, scroll all the way down to the bottom and hit write a review and be honest and share your story and how the podcast has impacted you and your business. Thanks again from the bottom of our hearts at To The Point Home Services Podcast. We appreciate you.